and I can hear them say, Carry on my way, Watson. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. <laughs> Damn, we're so good at this. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Welcome back to episode two. I said chapter two last week and I regret it because this is chapter two is we're not even okay. So yeah, we're, we're not, not even we're not even like not far into yeah, chapter right. one yet. This yeah, exactly. Is... Right. This is still like the pro. You're still learning everybody. So it's not chapter. I don't you, you fucking get it. You get it. You get it. You get it. Your boy. You get it. Oh yeah. Okay. We're gonna pretty much pick up from the second that we left off from. Do you want to give the audience like a 10 second recap of what was going on? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, sure. But that's, I mean, it's literally recorded for people to listen to. And he's but, asking for us. We're the audience right now. <laughs> okay, fine. You, uh, you woke up from the little fucking trip that you guys had. That's what the dungeon was. And, uh, when you open your eyes again, you're laying down in a dentist esque chair. You were like laying down in like pretty mm-hmm. much scientist chairs. Think of like Frankenstein or whenever you go to the dentist. Um, you were restrained by your hands and feet or ankles. You uh, woke up in an office, more or less, with like bookshelves and looks like a therapy office. You know, how does that make you feel kind of shit? And you guys saw two men sitting a couple feet away from you as they were having a conversation as you like came to. Um, and one of them looked just like copy paste like the guy uh, who was in your uh, who was interrogating you, I should say. And uh, whenever red-haired man, the yet red-haired human touches the uh, knee of the other gentleman who is very super white-haired, like think Doc, not Doc Martin, um, but is it Doc Brown? Brown, thank you. Uh, just kind of really fucking crazy looking. Um, and he was like, yes, I told you they could do it. Uh, <laughs> and he, he kind of like shuffles over to the uh, chairs as the um, restraints and everything kind of come undone and you sit up and he says, Welcome to those who have talent. Uh, Kip, as uh, Mr. Schmidt referred to him as, um, helps you gather uh, helps you gather yourselves and your items and helps you kind of do your rightful footing. Um, and after, like I said, after you take a really good look at him, you can see that this is the same man that was interrogating you. Like, this is the same dude. Like, this is, this is the guy. Uh, well... What the fuck? He, he happened. He kind of catches you like staring at him, like in this weird daze, like. Uh, yeah. And he says, <laughs> "You saw me in your little trip there, didn't you?" Yeah, I d- definitely saw you. Yeah, it happens to a lot of our uh, initiates. They see the same faces they saw when they go down, and they don't really remember. So they kind of put the you know that negative energy, I guess, <laughs> towards us. Uh, Look, well, I didn't rob that. Bag. I hope you're okay. <laughs> no. You, no, I, dude, dude, I, some people have to kill me. Other other people have to, you know, like, I'm God sometimes. That no, was, you that interrogated one was really us. Just one specific time. Huh? You interrogated us. Oh, really? Yeah. Did I say anything cool? No, did we anyth- beat your ass. Uh, I mean, you sounded pretty cool when we killed you. D- oh, did I? What did I say? Uh, like, it was more like a... <laughs> ah! He chuckles a little bit. He says, oh. <laughs> he says, well, uh, my name is Kip. Uh, and that is Mr. Schmidt. 
Dr. Mr. Schmidt. Mr. Dr. Schmidt. Mr. Dr. Schmidt? No, it's Dr. Mr. Dr. Schmidt. Dr. Mr. Dr. Schmidt. I'm going to lose this Scottish accent, and I'm, I apologize well, for every Dr. time. Well, Dr. Mr. Dr. Schmidt and Kip, it's very nice to meet you. Uh, it Again. Is, it is a pleasure to... Uh, Meet you as well. Oh, dude, I'm, it's, see, it's, it's slipping already. So you can see that Mr. Schmidt, uh, he, he's kind of uh, shuffling over to his desk, and you immediately notice that he walks with a slight hunch in his, in his like, shoulders and his back, uh, and he more like shuffles, like I've been saying, than he does walk. He doesn't, like, he's got fucking loafers on. He's like, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just Farnsworth. Kinda, yeah, Farnsworth. Futurama. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and good but, news. Uh, he's not, but he's got like more of a hunch and he's, you know, he's a, a, a human, I think. I think. You think. <laughs> excuse me. You're you the th- DM. No, and you, I was like, no, excuse me. You think. You, he's can, a, I, uh, can I roll a perception check on this now that you've. Yeah, actually, if you want. That's going to be a 19. Holy shit. So, so uh, tell me what's wrong with this guy, or what the fuck is up with him. So, does he have AIDS? Oh, okay, what are you looking for? <laughs> well, you said he was human. We think, and between his demeanor, being a part of a those that have talent, and I—I I, I don't know. I don't know who this guy is. I don't remember him from before I went under. So, I'd like to kind of—he's a human. He's just like his age has caught up with him. He's just a fucking old cheeky human. He's an old man, guys. Um, sorry, I just described <laughs> the leader of those who have talent with as an as a bad guy. <clears throat> he opens a small drawer in the desk and he receives two keys, and both of them have like little tags on them, like little paper tags. Uh, and he begins to shuffle back where the three of you are uh, to to hand you the keys. But he's taking a second, and Kip is like, all of you are now standing and kind of waiting on him. And he says, "Well, those are uh, uh, those are your keys for your dorms. Uh, there's two or three and two or four, respectively. Uh, take your pick. They are both the same. Uh, and Mr. Schmidt finally comes up and he like fi- hands you both the keys. Uh, and as soon as he does, he turns around without saying a word. Um, and he begins to shuffle back to like towards one of the bookshelves behind his desk. Uh, and he, while he's walking away, he chimes, well, "Go on, Kip. Show him the way. Get him all set up." Now, now he sounds like Marge. Oh my God, no, he's not Marge. <clears throat> I'm gonna. Re- <laughs> he says, "Go on, Kip. G- get them all set up and whatever." And he kind of like shoot that whatever still sounded like Marge, but that's okay. He shoots like kind of gives you like the shoey motion with his hand to get you out of his office. Uh, and Kip takes a look back and he says, "Are you ready? Do you have everything?" And as you can check, you still do. As a matter of fact, Jared, you you have the weapon that you retrieved from the door, and you have the, amos, the amethyst and obsidian thing on your hip that you got from the door. Well, shit, like, man. and you remember now that you. You didn't go down with those. Like, you found those in this trip. Well, shit. Huh. I mean, I don't think I have anything else to get. Uh, Kip is like, okay, let's go. Uh, and he takes you to the door to Kip's office, and uh, he, like, goes to open it, and you can see that there are, like, eight or nine different deadlock bolts on it, and it takes a second for him to just, like, got a little bit of like, privacy little latch problem. on it, and then uh, he says, yeah, uh, Mr. Kip lo- loves his privacy. <clears throat> anyway, Kip leads you through an annoyingly like a, a long set of hallways and junctions um, uh, that it takes to get uh, to back into the lobby of this building. It's a and it has this bu- beautiful like glass dome ceiling. It lets in all this marvelous like natural light um, that this building hosts as an entrance. It's the same building that you can make out in the back of the coin that you found in the in the vault. And if you strain your vision, you can see, like, if you look through the front doors, if you, like, strain your eyes, you can see the little iron archway that uh, says TWHT on it. It's the same, like, as the coin. You're in the picture. It's fun. It's, it's cool. It's great. Uh, uh, so Kip stops in, like, the dead center of the hallway. And it's, like, 
not like super crowded, but there's people and agents and things and shit going on. People in suits and armor. And, yeah. Uh, and he says, this is the heart of those who have talent. Everything wrong with the world right now is written down somewhere and dealt with by us. Every- everything. Everything? Every- everything. Everything? Everything. 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 Tell me everything. <laughs> Holy fucking shit, mate. I mean, mostly, it's mostly with the, uh, Bloody heel. It's heel. It's mostly with like, you know, the host and things that have to deal with that. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's uh, not like. It's not, it's not like everything, but it's like everything wrong with the world right now. Because, I mean, no, nobody's really at war, you know? Nobody really has time for politics while you're like literally disappearing out of your home. So tell yeah. me, Mr. Kip. Yeah. Do those who have talent have a plan for the host? Well, I can easily tell you yes, but the details are confidential, and you'll have to, I mean, very much prove yourself before I entrust you with the uh, likes of that I'm, knowledge. I'm aware of that. I'm just making sure that we're in with the right people. Lots. There are hardly any other people to, quote, be in with, unquote. So, I mean, you'd, we did seek you out because you're very talented, and you're very good at what you do. So. Good. Then this organization is worthy of us. He like he sighs deeply. He says, "Come on, I'll show you where you eat. Eat? Are, are you hungry? Fuck yes. Okay, good. No, normally most people are very nauseous after they come out of the. Tr- I mean, trip. But I'll do it. I can eat a horse. Oh, well, good. I, <laughs> so Kip takes you out of the front doors, and it's like it's all glass. It's all like super fucking bougie and fancy. It's crazy. Hell yeah. Uh, and he takes you down the, you know, paved walkway that eventually splits in two different directions as you hit, like, the southern part of, uh, the, like, campus. Uh, and it splits left and it goes right. He says, the peculiar potluck and Eileen's elixirs are this way, along with Wasteland's weapons and abstractual armory. Your dorms and living essentials are the other way. Okay, so one way is kind of like all the stores we would need to go to. And the other way is just like the gym and the correct barracks or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Very good. Yeah. Any questions? None at all. Very good. I was gonna say there. This isn't a test, but you guys were like actually not confused. I'm pro- very good. Most people are like, "What the hell is going on?" I understand so, my surroundings. So <laughs> the the road leads to the uh, easternmost half of the circular campus that all of these buildings exist in. It follows kind of an S curve to the northern half of the circle, and a few buildings, like a handful of a smattering of buildings, if you will, line the way for a bit, and then it eventually leads out into like fields and training areas, and you can see targets and dummies and like horse fields and jumps and whips and blah blah and you know, things. Uh, you know, let your imagination run wild. All that sort of shit. That's where they play cricket. That's where they play cricket. Yeah, you can see there's actually fucking, as as a matter of fact, there's a cricket field at the very back. <laughs> every Sunday. Every Sunday. Dude, you can't play, you know how long it takes to play cricket? A couple days. Weeks, if you want. What? I mean, it depends how often you play. Isn't there like a professional cricket league? Yeah, but it ta- a good game can take several days. Yeah, like legitimately. Wait what? What? I, wait, what? I am so out of the loop on this. Cricket takes that My long. dad went to go play cricket when he lived in New Zealand, and he got done at the end of the day, and he the game wasn't over, and everyone was like, all right, see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. <laughs> and my dad's just like, what the fuck? Like, I thought this was like baseball. Like, right. you, just, it, you win. <laughs> and he's like, nope. Like, 
coming back tomorrow. <laughs> so how? Okay, you know what? This I don't is know. not a cricket podcast. We're going back to it. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the DD and DMs cricket podcast. ADD and DMs. <laughs> so you guys can see a few other people. Presumably, they're agents and people like you. You guess because they look just like that kind of adventury armory. Some of them, in fact, are wearing armor. Uh, but you see them kind of bopping around the different buildings and going in and out and stuff like that. Some of them are dressed in armor while others have more comfier attire on. And some of them even like kind of acknowledge Kip as he's walking by. Just like, oh, hey, Kip, what's going on? And he's like, hello, good morning. How are you? Just kind of different things. And they kind of like make awkward eye contact with you because, I mean, they just do that. Mean mug. Okay, well, then it's awkward because you're just mean mugging the shit out of them. And they, you get, you get the feeling they haven't seen a lizard person like in a long time. What's or ever, up? who knows? I'm a giant purple shiny lizard person. <laughs> the first building, like as soon as you get past the garden that kind of surrounds the central part of this circle, uh, is the peculiar potluck. And it is said so on the hanging sign that is picturing a pig in a chef's hat stirring a cauldron of soup. Oh, God. And uh, Kip stops at the front and he kind of like, he stops and he sighs and he says, this place <clears throat> has kept everyone more than fed for years. And it is run and operated by only one single man. One tiny, little, scrawny, incomprehensibly small man. And he looks at you both dead in the eyes and kind of bounces back and forth. And he says, it's fucking nuts in there, gentlemen. But go on. Go on in there and meet him. Oh, how he does love his introductions. Uh, yeah, I I want to, I want to like look over at Rorik just be like I'm fucking hungry I don't know about you I'm just going in I'm gonna shrug my shoulders this this day's I mean it, it's, it's been a decently weird day I'm prepared for more weirdness the inside of the building is set up very similar to like a middle school lunch line or think Fuddruckers or like Luby's <laughs> Luby right like <laughs> wait, wait. It's, a cafeteria. it's a cafeteria middle school lunch line or Fud Rucker. You know, it's got like this guardrail that leads you to yeah, like Luby's. the front. Yeah, and then it's like it's a, a cafeteria. Uh, and then it like they have like handrails, and then it leads you down like a line behind glass sneeze guards, and then it leads out into a dining area uh, with picnic tables and a fence seating area outside. But as it bends left, like it kind of makes an L shape. There is a bar like that's right there that serves drinks and stuff like that. So it like serves you get as, like, your the food, top. and then you go you get go sit down, and you, okay. yeah, you would drink. You can see that the kitchen is, like, right behind the food line. Like, there's just no wall for the kitchen. It's all just, like, out in the open. It's actually, you know, nice. It looks really cool. Uh, but you can see that it's rather, like, chaotic back there. There's a lot of noise happening. There's a lot of movement. Uh, you can see that there are pots and pans being moved, things being stirred, boiled, fried, dipped, and everything in between. How many people are in the kitchen? Simultaneously, all of these things are being done in a fluidic movement, reflecting that of the gears in a watch. However, there are zero people in this kitchen. Everything you see being done is either on its own volition, like the ladles stirring and the spatulas flipping. Like some Fantasia shit. Or it's <laughs> being done by floating sets of gauntlets that you are seeing passing food trays and dishes, utensils, boiling pots of soup, skillets, everything with the precision and sleight of hand of a street performer. And as you take your first few steps into like where the handrails are kind of guiding you, you notice two things. First off, the smell of fresh herbs and spices accompanying the savory and aromatic smells of cooking meat. And you can see the f like top four or five inches of a chef's hat 
peeking over the top of the start of the line. Uh, yeah, I guess I grab a tray and I, 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 I get rid. I'm like the first person I'm like getting in line. I'm looking at like what's is it is it like a cafeteria where it's like there's a glass pane between me and like the food selection? Correct. Yeah, but you've got like this. But I gotta ask someone to give it to me, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wanna I wanna get my tray and I wanna look at the you know the the selection of food in front of me. It's okay, but you you have to have like give to go like I guess what would be known as like the uh, hostess desk like. Someone like is gonna like talk to you first, like a free birds or like a uh, I guess more known Chipotle or whatever. And I guess like I guess there's like a little belt, yeah, like a su- fucking subway. Like they're there gonna go. <clears throat> run you through the line, right? So you you grab a tray and you kind of like set it down on the the thing. Now you can now with your like perspective, you can see just like the top of a chef's hat, like a little bit, and it's like it seems like it's just down there like rifling through stuff. Um, uh, mate, hello. <gasps> uh, I'm trying to get me some grub. <gasps> Uh, and you see the 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 hat like kind of waddle over to uh, like the start of the line, and you you it, it it grabs something, and you can hear like a the metal of, on wood like kind of click of a step ladder, right? And <laughs> yes. It, <laughs> <laughs> I and knew it, it sets it down, and is like before you see the face, you just start to hear, "Hello, my name is Chef Goob." And welcome to my super awesome, incredibly fascinating, marvelous and shocking, but not too surprising, unbelievably wonderful kitchen. It's so great to meet you. Oh, I need a minute. It is very I need nice a second. To I need a too, second. Hold on. Man. You got. You got. <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> me. Um, I knew this was happening. As soon as you said there was a fucking chef, and then there was only one chef, yeah. and you explained him, I was like, I'm just staring at you, just like is this. Mm. Is this Chef Kwan's magical half brother? It's Chef Gloob. Goob. Goob. Um, My name is Chef Goob. We said G. Um. Well, excuse me, uh, Mister Mister Goob. Uh <laughs> Uh, what what exactly do you have in terms of a really good mate? I'm so glad you asked. Today the gatherings have brought us sliced turkey, toasted bread, lentil soup, some baked and glazed potatoes, and finally sweet and crispy rice brick. Uh, it hurts my tongue to do that, dude. It's finally a sweet and crispy rice all right, brick. All right, all right, all right, mate. Yeah, uh, and that's the I'll take some of them there and I'll, uh, I'll uh, what was, what does he say, turkey? It's like turkey. Hey, I'll take the tight as a turkey. But do you want- now I'm Australian. Yeah, it was fine. Now I'm Australian. That, that works too. Hey, bro, as long as it's something. I don't as give a fuck. As long as I'm some form that is under the crown. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, I you can be Canadian. I can be- <laughs> but do you want any bread or lentil soup? Uh, uh, give me a little bit of soup. I, just, a little cup of soup. You got any pood? You got a pood? You got any pood? You want some pood? I love pood. I got some pood in the I love my I got some pood in the back. You give me some pood. What was your name? Go give me some pood. What was your name? My name is awesome pood. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, you, you, you see, he like he's just like he's he's been nonstop smiles with you for the entire time, and uh, he like steps down off the ladder and he runs back and he gets like a little cup of pudding uh, and he puts it on your tray or like passes it over the sneeze guard as best as he can. He's like on his tippy toes, like please grab it. I'm hungry, so tall. I grab it out of his hand okay. and I'm like. Like you, a little bit of pudding. I might come back for some more pudding. Well, you you only get one pudding a day. I. Uh, 
Okay, you get one pudding a meal? Yeah, and I'm going to eat several meals. <laughs> yeah, I'm a dragon. <laughs> I'm a dragon. <laughs> so I got my food. I'm going to go set it down and go get a drink. Okay, uh, Jared, uh, Rorick, you see that uh, he like grabs the... Uh, <laughs> He grabs the stepladder uh, and he sets it. Uh, he's like waddling with it. And he sets it in front of the uh, and um, in front of the help or like the the, the the beginning of the line. He says, "Hello, my name is Chef Goob, and welcome to my super awesome, incredibly fascinating, marvelous, and shocking, but not too surprising, unbelievably wonderful kitchen. It's so nice to meet you." I mean, he does like his introductions. It, it is nice to meet you too, strange. Little goob. My name is yeah. The dragon dude didn't get it right the first time you did. I like that. Thanks. The dragon is deficit. (laughs) Oh oh, wow! What is on the menu? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Today there's sliced turkey with toasted bread, lentil soup, some bacon. A bacon glazed potatoes, and finally a sweet and crispy brick. A sweet and crispy brick. That sounds excellent. This is comedy. <laughs> Fuck. I'm sorry. Uh, do you want all of it? Yes, please. Yeah, I'm so glad you guys can understand me. I'm so afraid this. I was are- about to be like, did you say olive oil? <laughs> Uh, so he takes you through the line and he like just with this amazing speed and with a little help of some of the iron gauntlets, he just like he has everything on your tray in like four or five seconds flat as he's just like speedily. You don't even he doesn't even stop to move the stepladder anymore. Like it just kind of moves with him as he's going down the line as if he were like taking steps on a, like a treadmill or whatever. So this is the Tom Bombadil of your universe? Yeah. Okay. My name is Jeff Goob. Who is Tom? <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> I I take the food. Uh, he says, say, he says, uh, uh, we you know whenever you're hungry, come back. We always have food. I mean, today it's sliced turkey with all the stuff I said. So here you go. I I give the funny little man what, a nod and I take the tray name? from him. What did he say? What's your name? I am Sir Rorick. Well, thank you, Sir Rorick. I hope we become really good friends. And he hands you your food. And I'm like, yes, uh, we I'm, I'm trash. Shall. He like turns over his shoulder, like, oh, are you at the bar? Right? Yeah, I'm yeah, like, already like, at the bar. I'm like, I'm Shrek. Okay. I'm Shrek. <laughs> like, already have down a drink. <laughs> You're just like, okay. You guys are cool. Dude, I found all these free like, drink pouches. You guys are like, leather jacket, smoke a cigarette on the high school grounds level cool. So we're greasers? You guys are greasers. Well, thank Whatever you. Whatever that means. Okay, bye. I have to go help more people. And you can see the more agents are like, <laughs> they like grab the tray and they're like prepping themselves because they hear, hello, my name is Jeff Goob and welcome to my super I swear to God, if we ever actually like write a story, like campaign book for this game, there has to be like a hard side arc about what he is. Oh yeah, you... and helping his people and what is the, whatever that means like who are Chef Goob's people? Like, where, where are the goobers at? Where are the goobers at? <laughs> he's not really a human, he's a goober. <laughs> he's a goober. 100% a goober. All right, so yeah, you guys can just like sit down and enjoy your meal. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm I'm getting a oh, <laughs> uh Long Island iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think I think uh, Kip kind of like makes you in the windows a little bit, uh, and he sees that you guys are like sitting down, and he comes and like like just like chills with you. Oh, for I a thought minute. he was gonna just stare like, at us from outside. No, <laughs> I mean he's like he comes in, and he says, "I wouldn't take too long, lads. We've still got stuff to do, but definitely enjoy the atmosphere that this place has." I, I look at him. I'm like, "How long were we asleep?" Uh approximately like 15 minutes. Dude, I'm so hungry. Well, I, I mean, to be fair, I don't know if you ate before you got here. Or I don't think I did either. I don't think you did. No. No. I'm going to eat. No, please. No, take it. time. I'm just shoving food in my face like a vacuum. Um, do, I guess we can take this time. Uh, do you guys have any questions or anything like that? As your characters, would you guys have any questions about what the hell's going on? Do um, you want to ask Kip? What? When we're when we're seeing the other agents around us, kind of like, what's the vibe we get from this place? Are like, is it a whole bunch of everyone? Is it a whole lot of fighters, spellcasters? Like, it's a what? whole lot of everyone. Okay. It's it's yeah, it's very it's a very mixed crowd um, in here, uh, and we're I'm a multi class society. Yeah, I'm yeah, uh, but because it's not like such a heavy magic world, there aren't too many like spell casters and people with magic they they do exist they are here right and they're not necessarily celebrated but they like they're more than acknowledged right There's, is it more like a like a light multi-class or like people like that really that mostly like yeah that they dipped were into it lightly kind of kind of but and it's like it, you you can kind of mostly sense that it was either like they were born with it and they've kind of trained into it so there are wizards right yeah. and sorcerers i guess rare. yeah uh you know, and then there are people who were gifted their powers, such as you, and then they found it along the way, and Rorik, and they learned it, and they've kind of gotten to some situations that they were dealt with. So, I mean, it's definitely more common than rare, but not so common as common, you know? Okay. It's uncommon, but still still there, still very much prevalent in, like, I want to say most everybody, but everybody here understands magic and, like, gets it, right? They get it. I think I wanted to ask... I wanted to ask, like, how do you operate? Like, are, are we going to just be given resources and us to work? Are we going to be put with somebody else? Are we going to... Oh, I mean, it really depends on the mission at hand, really, how many agents are needed to assess the situation. But more, no more than a small party are ever really needed, um, especially if you're powerful and you can do your work and or do the job. And you two seemed more than capable of doing what we need you to do. So, or not even so much what we need you to do. It's more so just like what you should do. So we operate on morality, more yeah. so to keep the balance of the world. You know, <laughs> we're not all good guys. <laughs> you know, and I can very much tell you don't always fight for the the, the cops, right? So Fuck don't don't feel out of place here. But we do, uh, you know, want to make the world correct and not so fucking wild all the time okay so you guys have like a nice like 10 15 20 minute conversation as you guys are eating and kind of recouping and it makes you feel kind of at home you know besides chef goob's kind of endless chanting in your ear uh the people around you are all laughing it seems like a a, a nice place to be people come here that like people know people kind of cheers situation um it's a very tight-knit community that like people seem to get along and know each other and as you guys are like heading out of the front door, so Kip can kind of lead you, continue to lead you on the uh, the tour here. Uh, he says he kind of like looks over his shoulder and he's like, "Zany little bastard, isn't he?" He is. Who the goobster? Interesting. Yeah, if you want to call him that, I call him pain in my rear. Why, mate? I don't know him at all. But if you touch my little gooby, 
I will lend you. Mate, I'm pretty sure he's older than you and I combined. I don't think he's so little anymore. But yeah. I agree. I would never do that. And if you tried to do that, I would end you. So, respect. Respect. <laughs> <laughs> he says, come on, I'll show you to Eileen's. Uh, Eileen's elixir, that is. And he kind of points like straight across to the building. Um, and it like to the building across. Uh, you can see that it's like a modest little, like kind of round roof, uh, wooden building. Um, that's, that's like half the size of potlucks, but to the left of it, kind of making up the rest of the, the, the land that it's on, um, is just like this beautiful and varied, massive garden. It's got like hundred or hundreds of just different herbs and like plants and nettles and fines and ficuses and ferns and like all sorts of different shit that someone could possibly need for, you know, making salves and saps and potions and things, elixirs, if you will. And uh, as you guys are kind of like have gotten about halfway there, if you've uh, exited the, the entrance to the potluck, Kip says, that is our best and most renowned world-class potion make. And he gets cut off, as he's saying maker, by this massive boot. And you can see a huge, just bright flash of light coming through the windows of the building across uh, from Eileen's elixirs. And after like a split second and you, you start to hear, oh no, oh no, 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 where did the Sphinx go? And Kip says, uh, perhaps she's busy and we should come back later. And he just like pivots on his heel and starts to walk the other direction. <laughs> I, I'd like to poke my head in. Uh, into the building? Yeah. Okay, yeah, um... I mean, you, re- you get there and the door is locked, though. Well, I don't know Sir Rorick's the kind of character that Thunder would survive wave. a horror movie, so I'm not curious about that sphinx enough to go open a, a locked door. Mm-hmm. I'll turn around. Kip, uh, Kip, he sees you jingle the doorknob, and he says, Lad, I, she is world-class. Like, people make mistakes. She's just busy. Come on. Nothing oh, to I, worry. I didn't do that out of concern. I was just purely curious. Oh, well, either way, she's fine, and she always keeps her door locked unless she wants people in there. Kip pivots on his heel and he starts to walk northbound towards what looked to be like what looks to be like this blacksmithing setup kind of like in the middle of like where the walkway ends it's just like this huge fire pit with an anvil and a giant like um, yeah. like blowy you put your hands on it looks like accordion blowy thing yeah. and pop, it's a fire don't um, know what those go, those are called but i've definitely a, it's used a, them before it's, what the fuck um, they're, whatever there's the air puffer puffer yeah it's a puffer it's yeah, a, yeah, a little yeah. air puffer <laughs> Um, and it's got like tongs and hammers and like there's raw ore kind of uh, places. And you can see that like on either side, pretty much I- identically in the same spot, on, but on either side are uh, two, you know, similar looking buildings. And uh, Kip stops like pretty much at the foot of the fire pit. And he says, on the left, there's Wasteland's weapons. And across from it, there on the right is Abstractual Armors. He looks at the both of you. And he says, to be honest, lads, it's pretty spelt self-explanatory from here. And if you need more help than that, God's help ya. Uh, I'm going to lead you to your own devices now. I don't believe in the gods. Okay. Uh, <laughs> your first assi- Just edge mode. <laughs> <laughs> your first assignment hits my desk in the morning. Be there. We will. Uh, um, so, yeah, we, Kip we don't have any walk- money right now, do we? Um, oh, no, we have 25 gold. Yeah. We have 25. I think I said you guys start with 25. I was just wondering if we had something to work with. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to go poke my head in Wasteland Weapons. I mean, I am Sir Rorick of the Wastes. It's only fitting. So you poke your head in and you can see immediately that this shop has like nothing in the middle of it, but like glass display cases that line the kind of lobby filled area. 
that have like this pristine like glass and different things in them but just poking your head and you can't quite make it out you can see that there's a, a dude on the end like at the i guess where the the checkout desk would be like towards the back of the the building and he kind of sees you like peek your head and he says ah uh, yeah mike can i help you are you looking for something or not anything in particular just feeling out the place i've got everything mate it seems like you're pretty new here so i'm just gonna give you the spiel um welcome to wasteland's weapons everything here comes from the most dangerous place on the you know on the plane the wastes it's where i'm from it's where i get it it's where i go retrieve all the stuff uh it's where all the metal and stuff like that's from it's supposed to make it stronger make it last longer make it impervious to magic and things of the sort yes sort. the wastes oh tend to do strange things. Oh, have you been there? You could say that. Oh. My lineage, uh, everything we had uh, was there. R- my, me too. My dad was the blacksmith for the king before the impact. Which king? Uh, it was it was King Roka, if I remember correctly. It was a long time ago now, but... Yes, that, uh, that was my father. He, like, you can see him, like, stop for a second. He says, you're, wait, you're, you're Prince Rolric. Indeed. Holy shit. That's crazy. What do you, no, everyone thought you were dead. When the, everything was, you know, died, you know, fucking ruined. We, we uh, survived. There was. Your family was destroyed. It was, we thought after, you know, you're dead, you guys eventually, you know went the same path or the host took you along the same path anyway no he he got our family out just in time well i'm glad to hear that it is uh yeah nice to meet another there's not a lot left from there Uh, i mean amen to that brother there's i don't know if you've been recently but there's nothing it's like we it earns its name, and it keeps it true to this day. Oh, I'm aware. I'm just, like, in the background, and I'm like, this is a nice-ass glaive. Damn. Like, of this heartfelt <laughs> moment. I've made <laughs> Between it two wastelanders. He says, well, I've made it to the old kingdom once, and it nearly killed me to make it there. It is astounding, the damage the host has caused. And that's why I'm here. Well, my, I'm, I'm glad that somebody from that heritage is... Managed to stay alive and kick it, you know? Uh, it's good to see you here. I'm I'm going to be pretty much your weaponsmith from here on. So, I mean, if it means anything, uh, I'm pretty sure that our parents were friends. So, we could be... They you know, were. Friends, if you wanted. We shall be. And so, mode it be. Well... I, 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 I'm going to do something I never do. I shake his hand. Ooh. Okay. He uh he reaches out. He gives you a uh he gives you a a pretty firm handshake. Like a he gives you a blacksmith's handshake. Like not not so proper and like necessarily like one two shakes, but it's there. It's the firmness is there. Huh? If you happen to find anything scavenging out there from the old kingdom, please let me know. I'm more than willing to pay someone for their work. Uh what well, did you want to buy anything? Regrettably, I don't have any gold at the moment. But I will be back as soon as our adventuring leads me to some interesting finds. All right. I do buy items as well. You know. Excellent. It's a, it's a trade system. Uh, what about you, Mr. Dragon Man? 
Uh, I'm like just over in the corner, kind of just letting him like have his thing, and I'm uh, I'm just like eyeing this glaive, not really intending to buy anything. Well, just he's eyeing out his wares, I guess. Did you want to buy anything? I don't think at the moment. All right. Well, um, I'm here if you need me. Uh, my my wife is across the way there, over at uh, Abstractual Armory. If you want to meet her, her name's Penelope. She's rather nice. Love her. All that. Uh, anywho, I've got stuff to do in the back there. So if you need me, just call me. I mean, she just walks away. Thank you. What was his name again, Donovan? Uh, he didn't give you his name, um, which I realized there, which I should have. Uh, but his name is Midorian. 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 Okay, so um, you guys wanted to do? Did you want to check out the armory, or were you? Like, yeah, I wanted. Stu- I wanted to see the armors before we went on and did our merry thing. I think I'm okay, but I'll follow along. Just big chilling. Cool. Mm, just big chilling. Uh, so whenever you you walk in the door and like the door bell chimes, and it's a small building and it's got like pawn shop esque shelves kind of in the middle. There's like four, three or four of them. And they filled like kind of like the middle of the store, so you can kind of like pace your way through. And you can see that they're mannequins, similar to the ones that you saw in your trip there, uh, that kind of line the back wall that are wearing armor um, and uh, stuff like that. And you can see as you take like a closer look that this armor is just beautiful. It's just flat out gorgeous. the The craftsmanship is amazing of it. And you can see the back wall towards where like the the again the checkout counter and shit would be. Uh, it's covered in tools and extra materials that anyone could ever need for like metal work and leather work and all that sort of stuff. And on a small bench facing the wall, like she's got her back towards you, you can see a human woman uh, beating away at a chess piece that she's working on. Um, she's got like this long flowing red hair and she's just tang, tang, tang. Do I see any plate armor? Yeah. Um, and like, they'll say like the back right corner, there's just like, I guess, standard plate armor. Mm-hmm. Um, they do just like normal chrome silver, nothing like actually crazy special. Like yeah. some like little dude. I just want to go eye it. Uh, it's got a little tag on it for the price. How much is it? Four fifty. Oh god. <laughs> I'd like to look and see if there's any interesting looking helmets. I'm looking for something that screams, "I'm better than you." I am, like a knight. Something heavy and regal. The in the uh, in the middle shelves, you can see that's where like the helmets and the gauntlets and like the boots and miscellaneous kind of pieces are, and um, the legs and chest pieces are kind of reserved to the mannequins and so on and so forth. Uh, and you can see that on like the top shelf, closest to where I guess the the woman is hammering, um, there is this golden knight's helmet, uh, and it's got a black like crown insignia on the forehead. Interesting. Sounds pretty sexy. It's got a tag on it that tells you the price. What does the tag say? Four fifty. <laughs> well, that's a very Can specific I look at a dumb number tag? Isn't it? for which. Uh, yeah, there's like. Um, Are they all four fifty? <laughs> just everything is four fifty. Four fifty. No, that's it. It varies. Uh, the the woman has stopped tinkering and she's kind of like leaning on the counter and she says, "Well, hey, what's going on? Oh, we're just taking a look." You guys must be the new recruits. Yeah, I don't have any money. That's perfectly fine. You don't. That's nobody's really expected to have money as soon as they come in here. I don't want you to necessarily buy anything if you don't want to. You look like you got like you're set up. Look at the glaive you've got on. That's awesome. What's your name? My name is Shrek. 
Uh, are, not uh, Shrek. Shrek. <laughs> Shrek with an A? Yeah. That's awesome. I'm, it's And you, sir? Sir, you look fancy. I am Sir Rorick. Sir Ro- I was right. It Sir is Rorick. a pleasure to meet you. And a pleasure is to meet you as well. And uh, you are? My name is Penelope. I'm, I saw you guys through the window going to talk to uh, Midori and figured you would have talked about me a little more maybe, but... No. No? no. no that's fine. It's okay. He didn't, he didn't say anything about what is What is your story, no. Penelope? My armor or anything? I mean, uh, I didn't uh, talk to him really. I was looking at things. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. What? What is your story? How did you end up oh, here well that's i'm thing nobody normally asks that thank you i grew up in the wastes uh after the host hit um and <laughs> yeah shrek is shrek's in the back just like god rolling fucking, his... why'd you ask <laughs> and i found my way uh after the host hit i found my way here after putting everything i had into learning this craft you know learning how to make armors and things like that from some of the people that i grew up around and i met my husband Midorian, as i've said uh, he's the best weaponsmith, I think, ever. And, uh, you know, somebody invited me to those who have talent because they thought I had a talent. And not to humble brag, but I think I got a pretty good talent. So, understandable. I'm sorry that I bugged you. And she looks at you, Shrek. She's like, just, I, just, I, just, I, I, I just don't care. Oh, I mean, that's, he does, though. So, I just. The only thing I care about. Is that you make nice things. I do. I, do. I mean, have you seen the things I make? Yes, and they're very nice. I'm glad. I don't okay. care about anything else. They are <laughs> excellent craftsmanship. Once once we have a little bit more gold, I will be back in here. Have, Mr. Shrek, have you heard of a rule, uh, the, the, the golden rule? Of course. I know all rules. Okay, well, I mean, if, if, I, were, if I were to follow that rule, I would tell you to get the fuck out of my store until you have money to pay for something in here. Yeah. And if I was going to be myself, I would rob and murder you. But I'm not going to do that. I like you, Shrek. And she's like, she smiles. She like, she like, definitely. She like, she she smiles. She's like, I like you. You're okay. You're, yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, Sir Rorick, it was a pleasure. Um, If there's nothing else, I'm going to continue hammering on this chess piece that I have back here. Please do. We will return. All right. Cool. So you guys, uh, like, walk out of the store. Um, I enjoy beating people down as much as the next person, but unfortunately, Shrek, if we're going to keep working together, I have a code I must follow, and... Cool, you follow I that code. cannot allow you to do certain things. Look, dude, I don't have to follow your code. I understand, but I must. Yeah, so you follow your code, and I will do my thing. And if we ever have a serious issue, we'll figure it the fuck out. As you guys are talking about this... I don't like I, you, Shrek, but I respect you. <laughs> the After you say that, you can see that the door to Eileen's, uh, the elixir shop that was locked before that you tried, um, is fucking obliterated. Just blown to bits as a small halfling woman is thrown into the courtyard between the buildings. Sword, sword into hand, and I would like to step between her and whatever threw her so you're, out of you're that you're about, building. You're about 30 feet away, so you're about like... I can move that in one turn. No, I know. So, I mean, but you're about six seconds away, if is what I'm saying. Um, and, like, as you're about halfway, do you... Uh, Shrek, do you run as well? Yeah, I'm going to run towards the building. Okay. Um, like, as you guys are about halfway there, and she, like, shits up... Excuse me, sits up, and she says, Uh, hey, guys. I, th- I think I made a mistake. And she, you can see that she says that as she's pointing towards the door that just got absolutely obliterated. Uh, 
and you see a small, hairless sphinx cat walk through the doorway. And I tried my hardest to find a way to make this cat seem intimidating, but I don't know how to do it, so I want you guys to do it yourselves. Just imagine that this, like, house cat-sized bald house cat sphinx is walking, is, like, fucking tough-guying it through <laughs> through the door right now. You can see that the, the animal is also not really doing so well. Uh, its paws and its head... It paw, excuse me. It paws as it, at its head as it, like, twitches uh, and, like... Jolts uncontrollably, uncontrollably as it tries to walk, and I want you guys to think the end of Scooby Doo one with Scrappy Doo. I know you guys will get it, and just like that twitchy, bubbly kind of weird movement. That's funny because before you even started saying that, I was, I was already getting ready to punt it. Well, you see, again, <laughs> like you're, you, it's it's still sitting at the door. So again, you're still another like six seconds away from that, right? So uh, there's a small. Uh, there's a small group of people now forming around the woman, um, kind of creating also like some some difficulties. Is there's like a now a kind of a big crowd forming, um, and you can see her quickly stand up and start to like fucking warn people to get away. She's like, no, don't go towards it, don't do it. She like even sees you and like tries to 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 grab you and paw you at it. And she's like, no, no, d- don't do it. She's like, stay back. I I really don't know what's going to happen. Can I? Can I roll Arcana or History to see what I know about these sphinxes? Have I ever run across one, heard of one? You don't. I'm not even gonna make you do it, dude. It's a fucking. It's a sphinx house cat. It looks like it's not really doing great. Like it's it's a house. It's a common animal. I mean, not really common, common, but like people have them. They're exotic, right? Uh, and as you've hit this crowd of people, Shrek and Rorik, like you're now kind of almost at the steps. I would say if you're still running, uh. Well, not not quite towards the steps. I'll say you're about ten feet away from there. You can see that the Sphinx starts to like walk towards the edge of like what would be the porch or the entrance way, um, and start to go down the steps. And with each and every twitch, you can see that this thing is growing. You hear snaps and rips of tendons, along with groans and whines, as this once house cat turns into this twenty-five foot monster. Now standing, what did you do to this? Ah, uh, 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 is all she's really able to get out, and you can see th- she runs behind the monster as it's like still like freaking the fuck out, and she's just like, ah, beans, not this again, ah, ah, beans, ah, beans. I I draw my sword and I say, speak now or it's not gonna survive. Uh, she's gone. Cool. Uh, so the, the unarmored weaker individuals, like the people who were just kind of like out on patrol, just like going to the shops and stuff have stampeded away from like this area. She's, she's now gone. Okay. And that kind of leaves you in the center of this courtyard between like potlucks, uh, Eileen's and where, uh, like the walkway is to up towards the other buildings. You can see that from like the garden where the dome comes in is another person like approaching the fight. Uh, he is sporting kind of this uh, blue, this royal blue leather armor, and he has a glowing saber at his hip. And he uh, he begins to approach the Sphinx. Or actually, kind of not even before he like approaches it. As he's coming out of like the garden, he says, Fear not, my fellow agents. I will slay this beast. I will defeat it. And he makes eye contact with you. And he like kind of puts his hand up like as if to be like, stop, I've got this. Um, and he draws his sword 
And he says, I will bring it down to the last level of hell that it... And he gets cut off and make a dexterity saving throw for me. I got a 19. That's beautiful. Got a 14. That's beautiful. He got a three. You guys both quickly see this cat take one of its gigantic paws and just swipe. And both of you take a step out of the way. And like a cat with a ping pong ball at its full strength just sends the dude fly like team rocket style like flies into the building uh no he actually kind of goes over the dome and kind of crash lands somewhere in the dorming area <laughs> holy shit just like just straight home run style bat him across the campus done um roll for initiative I- uh so after he like swats this man out of the way this cat looks curiously at the two of you um and track i'm gonna stay at the range i'm at and then i'm gonna cast eldritch blast on it word roll initiative or roll initiative jesus roll for pc that's a nat 20 word yeah that's a nat 20 so Uh, that's (laughs) that's a 2d 10 plus 6 that's 17 damage and it's pushed 10 feet away from me. Do you want to push it? So I'm going to remind you that there is uh, Eileen's Elixirs that's like 5 feet away behind it. Yeah. I did say it was about 10 feet. Actually, I did say it was about 10 feet away. So you would be pushing the uh, cat like right up to the stairs. Yeah. Okay. So like any further back and it will start to destroy the building. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, sweet. And so now it's going to be its turn. Uh, and it's it doesn't like that very much. Uh, it's going to... I think it's going to do the exact same swipe uh, that it did. Uh, that was a three uh, against... We'll say that's kind of like a cleave like for the both of you. Um, uh, okay. Big miss from the kitty monster. And Rorik, it's your turn. Yeah. So I'm not down with this kitty monster doing that. Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and cast Chromatic Orb, and without moving, I'm going to uh, create a, a sphere of, let's go ahead and say poison in my hand, Okay. and I'm going to hurl it at that creature, and I'm going to make a ranged spell attack, so that's going to be a 15. It's going to take 13 poison damage. And I'm going to move within striking range so I can get my blade ready. Okay. So the woman uh, that you saw, the halfling woman, come comes running back out of the shop with a bottle in her hand. And it's full of this like weird, almost like glow-in-the-darky yellow fluid. And you hear a voice from behind you. And you kind of like, you, you begin to know this is like circle of people, like almost like a high school, like fight, fight, fight like crowd of people starting to form around <laughs> where this fight is beginning or is, is happening. Um, and you hear just like, Eileen, what the hell are you doing? And she says, fixing this. And she throws the bottle uh, at the head of the monster and uh, it just like, it hits it in the top of the skull and it explodes and you see the yellow liquid like everywhere and like in its eyes and everything. That cat's covered in piss. <laughs> and the cat, uh, like it flinches, but at first it really like it doesn't do much, and it's like what what the hell just happened? Um, but then like after a moment or just like a split second, you begin to see like the skin on its back begins to like bubble, 
and churn and twist and like contort. And then like, it like starts to like rip open. And from these like freshly, like freshly opened wounds start to sprout these jagged pointy couple of foot long spikes. You are um, not you helping. You don't seem to be helping. They, uh, they, and they like these spikes almost look to be made up of the same thing that like make up the cat's claws, chitin or whatever. Uh, what, what, literally, whatever. Keratin or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it is. no, keratins aren't hair. Well, it isn't our nails. Yeah, I don't no, know. Ke- keratin the, would be correct. Would it be the, chitin's on crabs? Keratin would be correct. Oh. Uh, and like you, this this cat like now instead of meowing, it more like roars in pain, and it, it like it, it not only pain but power, and like as it roars, it sends some of these spikes like airborne. Uh, a few of them begin to crash down, uh, and you can hear that some people behind are like diving and screaming. Uh, and Eileen is like, oh shit, 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 and she runs back inside. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> runs back inside to get another potion. Shrek, it's your turn. Shrek, yeah. okay. Um, uh, so now it is like 20 feet away from me, right? You were 10 feet away from it and you pushed it 10 feet away. So now you're about 20 feet away. Yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, uh, run up at it and I think I'm gonna do a booming blade. That was, uh, I don't think that hit. That was an 11. No. Okay. Uh, so you run up and you try and like swat at the creature and it just like, with like a cat's agility just like moves its paw really quickly um and it's going to try and like come down and bite you uh that's gonna be a 10 nope no okay uh and then it's going to try and like shoot one of its spikes at you as well and that's going to be a 23 okay that hits uh i'm gonna hellish rebuke okay after after i do my damage Mm -hmm. after i do my thing let me have my moment uh, you still receive ten damage from a spike, like it, like. So I want to imagine that, like, the cat like comes down to bite you, and you just like step back really quickly, and then it just like contorts a little bit and like twists its back at you, and just fires a spike at you, and just gets you like right in the foot. It hits me in the foot. I'm yeah. Like, I just like throw both of my hands <laughs> down at my foot, and I'm like, ah! And I like look back at uh, up at it, and I throw both my hands up at it, and I'm like, ah! And it just flames start bursting from its bottom, uh, and it takes. Uh, it has to do a dexterity saving throw, or it takes two d10 fire damage or half on a succe- success. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my spell mod. So what would I tell you if it rolled a critical failure? I don't know. You're the DM. You tell me how horrible that is. You, you want? Okay, you can make it three. You can make it three d10. I'll say that. You can always let him roll an intimidate check instead. Yeah, if you I mean if you want to. Do an you can check. do 3d10. I've already or... rolled two, so I can do an intimidate check. Oh, I'll, really, I'll, I'll give you advantage with it. An advantage with an intimidate? Yeah, so you can do 2d10 as intended with an intimidation check with advantage or do 3d10 total. The higher of the two was a 10. So just an average roll? No. Okay, so I'll just roll one more then. What's your damage so far? I have five damage. From how many five dice? Fire, five fire damage from two dice. Okay, that's it. You only roll two dice. Okay. So five damage total. Amazing. Okay. Uh, sweet. So yeah, Rorik, it's now your turn. Okay. Uh, well, now being a little bit closer, um, you know what? I'm gonna booming blade as well. Why not? So I'm gonna make a melee attack. I rolled a 15. Got it. And that's going to be 2d6 damage from the sword plus three. So that's going to be 11 damage. And if it moves willingly, it's going to take 1d8 from Connor's Booming Blade and 1d8 from mine. 
Well, no, I didn't get the booming blade. So oh, it's you did one. Well, it's gonna take one d8 if it moves willingly before uh, my next turn. I think it's gonna jump up on the roof, the Eileen's. Uh, How tall is the building? So is that's gonna. Story? I mean, it looks like it would be like a two-story, but it's just a one-story shop. So that's gonna Maybe provoke an, an attack from each of us, right? Yeah, it's like it's like 15, 20 feet. Yeah. Okay. I'm just wondering. Uh, no, it didn't. It did not. So it, <laughs> we'll say it's like too skittish and scared, and like it goes to like turn and jump, and it like loses its 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 back footing. Um, and like now it's just like the the first couple of like its first two paws are up on the top of the building, and the back two paws are. Uh, underneath it, um, and yeah, I mean, you would take an attack of opportunity because it tried to. Both of us. Yeah, oh, that's also sick. good. Uh, if it's if it's moving enough to proc that AOO, it's moving enough to proc my booming blade, right? Oh shit! You're oh fuck, dude. How did I literally forget about that? Yeah, roll your D8. Uh, I did not hit on my attack of opportunity. That's uh, five thunder damage from the booming blade, and I'm gonna make my AOO. I definitely missed on that AOO. Okay. Yeah, I rolled, I rolled like a, a two. I rolled Yikes. a twelve. Yikes! Yeah, no, absolutely not. Just. Barely almost there. Shrek, did you go last turn? Uh, yeah, I went, and then I did the hellish rebuke and stuff. Like, he... he. Yeah, I think I skipped you. He skipped me? Yeah, I think I skipped you. I went straight to the cat. Instead of back to you. Okay, well... No, did I not? Rourke, is it your turn? I think you... No, it... No, because like, didn't I, you try a booming blade? I go first, so yeah, I attacked it, I missed, and then it attacked me. It missed with its bite. And then it spiked me, hellish rebuke on it, because my reaction. Right. And then it went to his turn. Right. And then, right. It just and tried then to I booming bladed it. Oh, well, then, yeah, you skipped my turn. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Sorry, we missed yeah. him there. What do you want to do? So, is it still, like, within melee range? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm, I mean, you might have to take a step or two forward, but. I want to, like, um, it's, like, on the building, though, right? Like, it can't AO. It can't attack for opportunity, because it's, like, on the building. I'll, would, I'll give it, like, a disadvantage. Because it can, like, kick and shit, you know? Okay, well, then I want to stay, like, within its range, but move to its side. Okay. And I want to Eldritch Blast it, like, off the building. Okay, yeah. Like, blast it so it takes maybe some fall damage or some bullshit. Word. Uh, that was a 13, I think. No. Yeah. Yes. So you just, like, you, you go to, like, thrust it, and it just, like, arcs around the beast like just doesn't do anything maybe it like reacts with some of the spikes and like jolts and fizzles off okay we're gonna go to Rorik because we already did the other two uh okay so it's it's it has its paws on top of the building but it's not up there yet yeah I, I took away its two actions because it got a critical failure as well you're welcome excellent um I'm gonna do something a little gutsy here oh yeah I'd like to run underneath it and then booming blade and stab up into it okay uh I'll give you advantage because you're like at like it's pelvis kind of Excellent. It's hard to miss. Yeah. So I'll roll that. Um, I'm assuming an 11 doesn't hit. No, it does not. Come on, boys. Where well, you at? Hey, dude, hey, I my keep lower rolling roll, consecutively my lower roll, under 10. My lower roll was literally a crit fail, so I'm just pretty happy to not have had that. Okay, and now <laughs> we're back to the uh, the top of the initiative. Uh, I'm just going to do the same turn again. I'm, I'm on the side. I'm going to try and like blast it off the... Is it a cantrip? It's a cantrip. Jesus Christ. Yes. Does 2d8... The, no, 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 no. Uh, Eldritch Blast does 1d10. Oh. But because I have two invocations, it's plus my charisma modifier, and then it pushes things 10 feet away. Because I have two invocations, and I made them buff this. Yeah. Uh, so, I... And I have a plus six attack mod. That was an eight. <laughs> 
once more again. And you just, I'm just like, like you, and I shot and I and missed, missed and, and I shot, shot again and, and I missed. Uh, so this cat is going to like come down off of the like the roof and face you on all fours, kind of like all scrunched up and shit. Um, uh, it does what now? I, I'm under it. Remember, I went underneath it to stab it. Oh, yeah. Well, it kind of, like, it pivots out of the way of you. So, like, you're still in melee range. It didn't leave your melee range. It's still there. I was know? just it's, making sure it didn't crush me or something. Yeah, no. It, 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 like, it, you're still underneath it. It still stands pretty tall. You know what I mean? Like, you're under it like a sports car underneath an 18-wheeler truck. Ooh, that's dirty. <laughs> uh, and the cat, like, gets down, like, in a kind of, like, a pouncy position. Um, maybe it, like, touches the top of your head a little bit. Uh, and you can you see Eileen, like, just come bolting out of the door. Uh, or, uh, excuse me, there is no door. She just comes running out of the, the workshop. Um, and she's got another potion, as a, as a matter of fact. But she's got a slingshot this time. God damn it, Eileen! <laughs> I'm trying to fix this. <laughs> well, this one better not make it bigger. <laughs> she, uh, this one actually seems to be, like, this weird, like, pearlescent, white cream color as it like swishes and swirls around the jar um and she loads her slingshot with the bottle uh and just fucking lets her fly and this potion soars and just um, fucking hits this cat dead smack square in the forehead and it like flinches and like tucks its head for a second like puts its paw over its head does the thing and when it like comes back to you can see that it's now has a third eye where the potion hit you just gave this thing psychic powers uh and she's just like Oh, damn it. I, I'm, I'll be inside. And she just like walks Do you have in. a shrinking potion? I I don't even know anymore. And she just like defeatedly walks inside. Reduce person. It's <laughs> all we need. Yeah, but Connor, it's not a person. Uh, It is now Rorik's turn. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's still the cat's turn. Sorry. It just like all I did was get off the roof. It hasn't even tried to attack you yet. Excuse me. Uh, It's going to shoot a moonbeam at you. Moonbeam? From its third eye. At God you, damn at it. At you, Connor. Why didn't you even roll to see if it got the moonbeam? You're just like, nope, moonbeam. Oh, because I'm the DM? I'm sorry? Yeah. Go on. Go this ahead. is scripted. Oh. Oh, what, what were you going to say? Go ahead. Oh, we're gonna, what? It's a boss. Oh, what? What? what were you going to say? Go ahead. Oh, what? He's <laughs> <laughs> out here getting moonbeamed in the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I see your 1d10 and give you one more. <laughs> Would you, uh, you have, you, uh, it rolled dexterity saving throw? No. What'd you get? Dexterity? I got a five. You only take seven damage. That's okay. Uh, Hellish Rebuke. Can you do that just like anytime somebody... It's a reaction whenever I take damage. So you just use your reaction to do it? Yep. That's all my spells, but... And I don't have to roll. Oh, it's a spell? Yeah. Oh, you have to spend a spell to do it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. It's not a a cantrip. Unless you're you're a tiefling or some shit. But then, even then, you can only use it at certain times a day. Uh, but yeah, it rolls dexterity. Uh, it's trying to beat a 13, I guess. Damn it, dude. It rolled a 9. Uh, that is 11 points of damage. 11 points of fire damage. Uh, yeah, this thing's not looking so good no more. Yeah, that's why I love that spell, because I can be like, you want to damage me, bitch? Mm-hmm. Ooh. This spell doesn't miss. <laughs> <laughs> and like... I want to say, like, throughout the fight, you guys have kind of, uh, from the crowd, you guys, uh, like, that is gathered around, you guys have seen, seen, like, maybe some, like, arrows or some, like, rocks or something like that that have kind of, like, flown at the cat's <laughs> way. Yeah, like, they're... Take they're this, di- kitty cat! <laughs> um, and with that, it is going to be Shrek's turn. Or, no, 
Rorik's turn. Yeah, I was like, uh, dude, I fucking okay. suck at this. I'm sorry. I was about to say, please don't skip me too. I, I want to do something else, but I'm level three, so once again, I'm going to Booming Blade and try and stab it in the stomach. Oh my god. Hey, you guys yeah, can't look, think of anything more creative to do to this enemy than I, just stab it a bunch? I Okay, you know okay, what? You if know I had what, a spell what, that could no, no, break no, that building, no, no. Fuck him. It. Fine. I am going to try and stab it in the third eye. Okay. Just like run up and jump? Yeah, it's still on the top of a building. Yes. No, no. No, it, oh. it's I'll down with us. But you do have to make like a pretty miraculous jump up into the air. It did try and shoot a moonbeam. I'm gonna say that this thing's like this thing's nose is like fifteen or nose. Uh third eye is probably about ten, fifteen, twelve I wanna say like ten. We'll say ten feet in the air. So you can like use its nose maybe as like a, a springboard. Well my sword's my sword's fairly heavy, yeah? Yeah. Okay, well I'm just gonna drop it, go jump like I'm gonna stab it, and then conjure it as a bonus action into my hand while I'm I'm doing that to try and get a few more feet of not carrying this heavy ass sword. Uh, roll cool, a cool. Let acrobatics me... for sure. Acrobatics? Okay. That's gonna be a nineteen. Damn son, hell yeah. And the two hit is going to be a dirty, stinky, nasty non nat twenty. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. So that's going to be uh, 2d6 damage, and I did say that was a booming blade, correct? Yes. Okay. You so did. if it moves willingly, it's going to take that 1d8. It's going to take 9 damage. Yeah, you stab it, and it's now fully fully grown third eye, and just goes straight through the pupil, and it like it just it just rears back in pain. Oh, you fuck you fucking moonbeam, mate! Um, I'm sorry, kitty, but you're not leaving me much choice. Uh, will you roll me a dexterity check as it tries to, both of you, tries to shoot these uh, spikes out um, because it's like screaming and roaring in pain? I got a 15. Okay. I got a 15 as well. You both passed. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, it leaves some of its spikes like in the building and some in like the ground around you. And just like you kind of like do the <laughs> and just like kind of between your legs kind of shit. Yeah, Shrek, it's your turn. And it's just been stabbed in the eye. Like he's still It does on not it. look good. He uh, no, he, I think he like he stabbed it and then like it reared back away from the sword. So now he's away from the sword. So now he's just like sitting on the ground in front of it. I, I didn't even pull the sword out. I just let go and then conjured it back in my hand. Yeah, I want to. Uh, it doesn't look good. Right. I, I want to. Um, has it moved at all? Has it taken that booming blade? Uh, well, it's not its turn. So. Yeah, no, it, it, that was. Um, that so point. I'm going to. Can I st can we stack booming blade? Because there's only two people using it. I'm going to say no. Okay. Um, then I am just going to run up and I'm going to like slide under it, put the shield on my back, get a little extra slatty action. <laughs> okay. I like I'm that. A, I'm a two hand my long sword because it's versatile, right? And I'm going to like slice its throat as I'm going under it. Or no, no, no. I'm going to like stab it into its like its chest into its breastplate and just go down. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, roll the hit. Uh, I got a 16. You hit it. Yeah. Yay. And I got a nine. Nine points of uh, slashing damage. Uh, so you like, like you, you break out into a full sprint as you tuck your shield away on your back and you grab your sword with both your hands and you just like baseball slide right but then just like more fully on your back as you just bring the sword up and just slice into the the breastplate of the chest bone of the the sphinx and just like slide downwards and you create a like a good six seven inch gash as i'm the... doing this i just like uh, i want to use psionic mind <laughs> and i want to 
want to talk to Rorik. Didn't you already use your reaction? For, no, you already you did that last round. No, sure. I, I think psionic mind is a free action. Whatever. Like I'm yeah. literally just talking to somebody. Okay. Uh, I wanted a psionic mind to uh, Rorik and be like, "You ever eat cat meat? And you I'm, ever eat cat meat?" I want to kind of raise my lip in disgust at that comment. <laughs> uh, and you can see like the just you you pretty much just fillet this this cat open and it it kind of like starts to 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 fault and fail as it breaks to the ground. Is it is it like dead or dying? What the cat? Yeah, uh, like it, it looks real, real, real bad. Hello, wait, 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 wait! It's it's turn, right? Uh, yeah. What's it gonna do? I think it's going to lay down, and I think it's gonna try and fire uh spikes. Not like yeah, I think actually, yeah, I think it is gonna like lay down with his back facing towards you and try and shoot spikes at the both of you. Uh, what's your AC, Shrek? Eighteen. Nope. And Rorik? 17. Nope. Both of you, again, very easily just kind of like step out of the way of these spikes. I thought, uh, and I thought you were having us do a dex saving throw. I rolled my d20 and got a 20. I just want like that to go in the notes. Okay, cool. Yeah, awesome. You mm-hmm. like, you matrix that shit. You see it coming and at the very last second, you just like shoulder out of the way, just like, <laughs> and just like, don't even move that much, you know, just the right amount for it to go past you without hitting you. Uh, would you let me use that to like run the instant it's done with that flurry and do my turn. Yeah, I mean it is your turn, so cool. yeah. Cool. Well, I'm going to run up to it and point blank, I'm going to chromatic orbit. Wait, never mind. All the spikes are facing me. I mean, y- yeah, like it's got it goes along the curvature of the cat. I just imagine oh, bet. I'm just going to I'm just going to hurl this chromatic orb and make it do acid against these spikes. Okay, yeah, you could also do that. It's a 19 plus 5, so that's a 24. So it's going to take 3d8 acid damage. I had a 6, 6, and 7, so that's going to be 19. Where was that earlier in the fight, brother? I, my right? other chromatic orb did good damage. Like, I only have two of those a day, guys. So you just hurl this orb at the back of the cat, and it, like, it begins to eat and dissolve these spikes, its skin, just like the entire flesh and body of this cat, leaving this, like, pinkish weird grayish jello and like as it hisses and or excuse me it hisses and steams like one of the cartoons dipped and who uh in the vat of acid and who framed roger rabbit so i i i like put my hands or like my arms together right like cross my arms and i'm like well i guess we ain't get to know it i didn't want to kill this regal creature and i i i, I yell into eileen's doorway this is your fault <laughs> the crowd around you that was around you kind of like collapses and deflates uh, as people like walk up to you and they're like congratulations like th- th- thank you and they like pat you on the back and they're like hell yeah you did it that was fucking awesome don't fucking touch me don't touch me, don't touch me. <laughs> uh, and like after a second you see that a few others have kind of gone to go and check in with Eileen and ask like you know what the fuck just happened and you can see as people are like walking in the doorway you can see that one of them is also Kip who is doesn't look very happy at all as he walks in the doorway. Does someone want to make sure the whelp that got knocked into the dorms is okay? You see a few people look around and somebody speaks up. They're like, ah, yeah, that was Sean. Um, uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, he looks... The last I saw him, he was with the medics. The medics gone, so... I think so. Just nobody cares about this guy. <laughs> <laughs> just want to shake my head and, and walk inside Eileen. So is the cat like dissolved, melted? Yeah, like it's, it's gone? melting away. Oh, uh, I feel kind of bad. I didn't want to kill the kitty. 
It was good meat, mate. It's now very acidic, spoiled. I can't eat this acidy cat meat right here. Ass cat it? meat. I mean, to be fair, I poisoned it earlier, so you probably shouldn't have eaten the meat anyway. I'm still gonna. <laughs> I've eaten a lot of poison things, you know. Well, then, then eat, grew up, eat the goo. I grew up everything. Then, then so eat the goo. Then eat the goo. Trying to kill you. Then eat the goo, you weird lizard man. I will not eat the goo. I have never eaten the goo, and I will not eat the goo. Oh, finally something you're too good for. Have you smelled it, mate? I've eaten a lot of things in my day, but that right there, that is putrid. That ain't meat. That ain't nothing. That ain't even nutrition. That's going to kill you right there. Unless maybe you're a fucking orc. You're not even human. How do you know it won't kill you? So, somebody in the crowd was like, what? Hey. <laughs> like, it, you think you can eat that? <laughs> is anybody going to eat that? <laughs> He's like, no, I'm just kidding. That's gross. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm playing I'm just a bit. I'm just playing That was kind of mean. It's part said. of the bit. Yeah, it was a little bit. Oh, you know, rah, rah. So as you guys like begin to walk in, as you guys begin to walk into Eileen's, you hear Kip just kind of like shouting like, Eileen, what the hell? You could have f- fucking killed somebody. In fact, yeah, I fucking think you might have. If that man died, it didn't matter. He was he was far weaker than any anything I've ever seen. Uh, both of them turned to like kind of like look at you and like acknowledge the fact that you've walked in. But Eileen, I like look, she looks at you and she looks back at Kip and she's like, Kip, I swear. Those potions were not labeled how I labeled them. I, you know me, I wouldn't mess up like that. I, I, I would never. I, I'm, the, I'm the best. Someone must have been in here and tinkering with my things while I wasn't around. And Kip, like, like he, he furls his brow and he, like, does, he just shakes his head and he's like, he says, you really think one of our own did this? Sounded like Skyrim right there. You really think one of our own did this? Like, no. That would never happen. We we make sure of the people that we hire. And Eileen, like, shakes her head as well, and she's, she, like, puts her hands up. She's like, no, no. But no one is supposed to know that we even exist. Who on earth would want to sabotage us? I want to thank Mr. Jason Shaw uh, over at Audionautics. That's A-U-D-I-O-N-A-U-T-I-X.com. Um, I, the first time I read that, I didn't even know how to spell it when I looked it up. And yeah, I realized I was about that, to say you can spell, dude. Well, that's, You're growing really up so fast. Right yeah, Me and your mom are so proud. Dude, I want to I give him credit where credit is due because he's the <laughs> motherfucker that makes this shit sound so awesome. He gave us that like cool intro theme that I've been using. And I like fucking super love that. And I want to say thank you because he deserves that. And it's over at Audionautics, N-A-U-T-I-X dot com. You can find it all there. It's copyright free. You can listen to fucking all of it. Super cool. All of these like Foley stuff and all of the in-betweens that you hear are going to come from freesplat, sorry, zapsplat.com or freesound.org. If you want to send us a message via voice, you can do that on Anchor or follow the link that's in any of the bios that you, where you get your podcast from. Uh, anything else, boys? We don't have any ad reels yet, so... Hey, I worry just want to say well, that you know, like, you... all of you are really lovely. Oh, actually, yeah, I want to talk about I want to talk about you guys, everybody that's listened so far, and how fucking awesome that you are. We've grown kind of exponentially over the last couple of months since we've been doing these campaigns. And like, the thing is, like, I just like I just want to take a second and say thank you. Like, it wouldn't be nearly as much fun without 
the like what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not perception, reception that we've been getting with 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 all of the stuff, and like I feel like it's been getting better and better with each and every episode. I feel like we've been getting smarter and better players and like even podcasters and whatever better with each editing, and every editing, yeah, like better everything, really. right? Yeah, and that I feel like it's it's grown a lot, and that's that's due to like we want to push to be better. Oh, yeah, because dude, fucking the first episode of this series compared to the first episode of the series we did with Jared is just so different. Oh yeah, it's massively different. We I mean, like we played pretty similarly, but like in compared to like how we respond to each other while recording and in comparison to like how you edit it mm-hmm. and all of the folly and everything and how it's edited it's completely fucking different i would say so how yeah, did you butcher so. the word fully uh, right like uh, uh, folly fully <laughs> i think it's the same thing tomato but tomato. no uh like we we are learning and growing and getting better at this as y'all are listening so thank you for bearing with us and please like give us some feedback so we know what to improve on and what what y'all like to hear and what you know, you want to see from us. Yeah, absolutely. You can follow us on Instagram at D D the letter N D M cast. D D N D N cast. On Instagram. You can follow us there. Uh it wouldn't let me use the ampersand ampersand. Um I'm I want to create a Facebook here pretty soon, uh, so we can like create a little following over there. Um, yeah, a little Facebook group. Yep. Yeah, uh, but uh if you guys want to get the easiest way basically to get in touch with us and let us know, you know, like this is what you liked, this is what you didn't like, come comment on a picture and on our Instagram. All three of us will see it. You know, we'll be able to all respond to it. You can even send us a voice message through Instagram or through the anchor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that would be the best way to uh, get in touch with us and, you know, send us a little message. Maybe you want to do a little voice for us and maybe we can record some voice lines from you or something. All right, everybody. Until Candy fart lane. <laughs> until next time, two weeks from this day's date, 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 date. We will see you then. Thanks for joining Bye. us, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.